Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to the original Deep Dive, where we handicap NFL football and talk about the week's action as we enter week seven. Andy, how you doing? A-C-T-I-O-N. God, the week was good. There is something very psychological about Monday night, isn't there now? Because you yes. can have like you can oh have my like God, a, yes. just a piss poor week. And even if we just like have a, you know, like, oh, this isn't a halftime we really like. I bet it's small, but it comes through in like yeah. dramatic fashion. Yeah. Like, yeah, ended with a yeah. ended with a bang, but like you know, I guess I did have a teaser, and that was a that was a full ass play. I love that teaser that did come through half so far. But you know, we were on the Chargers, and that was a disappointing ending for that game. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was like a bummer. But I look back, I'm like, I had a really good week. Like everything, oh, yeah. everything else pretty much went well. So it, yeah. there is something fucked in the head about Monday nights. They should just get rid of all these. No, games. so far play every play fourteen games at noon. That's it. Yeah, my reads for week one were all broadly terrible. I got lucky to be 500 heading into Monday night. I got the Bills Jets under home, and I was like, oh, I'm a god. <laughs> it's because, of course, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, which was not part of my handicap, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, And then the opposite, like had really good whatever week ended with uh, Seahawks Giants. That was my most confident play, even though I'm you know, pretty much staking all of my sides max bet on tuesday and wednesday so there's not like there's really a most confident play for me um but the uh the giants got obliterated that was embarrassing and then yeah the chargers was a weak it was a kind of a weak edge mostly just banking on you know a couple of things here and there and then watching them drive the field with ease coming out of halftime and then wow absolutely stubbed their toe as hard as any team has stubbed their toe when they were inside the 10 yard line was max pain max pain uh and uh yeah and then they even still had a chance to get it done at the end but, no, no i, I uh, feel no. like i feel like we honestly that second half call wasn't even bad there was like five no, red yeah. zone, oh, yeah. there was five red zone possessions in the second half it was it was a, a lot of moving the ball just kind of a weird game but yeah we, we move gotten. on we're on we're on to week seven a bunch of teams yeah. by small <clears throat> week um every quarterback is hurt all of them um <laughs> i know i just i put something in the newsletter today well, some like, quarterbacks gosh. are just just suck yeah, a, a lot of the news was coming out all at once, like right when I was getting ready to hit publish. I'm like, I should put the the quarterback just injury updates and in, at the top of the newsletter today. And I just kept thinking, oh yeah, one more. Oh yeah, Tannehill. He's on buy, but they're talking about him. Oh yeah, Daniel Jones has a neck thing. Yeah. I had like I somehow Miss Josh Allen was hurt. Yeah, I, I'm. I Did you know that? It was like, yeah, well, I, I remember it from the end, but I didn't think it was a big deal. Apparently, it turned out to be nappy. But yeah, at the end of it, I had like nine quarterbacks that I gave updates on. I'm like, Jesus, what, what is going on? This is a, this is a violent game, guys. As it turns out, but um, <laughs> Watson, no real clarity there. He's talking out of both sides of his mouth when he's when he's in the press. Uh, we'll get to all those quarterbacks as we go through the games. Like I Jesus, said, man, even man. some of the guys on by like. It, it, does sound now like, and we'll touch on this because this team isn't going to come up today, 
it sounds like they're prepping to be without Tannehill for a while now too. Oh yeah, Let's I would see. guess. He, like, yeah, we're talking three, three or four weeks. I would say. Yeah, Although they said he doesn't need surgery, which he did need last time. So yeah, he got the uh, the tightrope surgery on the ankle last time. But sounds like same ankle, same kind of things. High ankle sprain that already existed got a lot worse. He might miss a month. So. Oof. Awesome. And we're going to start right off with quarterback injury news because we're going to fly right into Thursday night football here. And I guess uh, real quick before we get into the game, before we get into the game, um, we've got six weeks of data. Presumably we know what these teams, we know who these teams are, you know, you know, granted there's still disparity in terms of who you've played. Some teams have played very easy quarterbacks. Others have played extremely difficult defenses, right? Like there's there are some of that in, in inefficiency, but um, at this point in the season, what's your uh, what's your regular season data weight relative to preseason prior weight? It it varies by team though, doesn't it, Drew? Yes, yes. And but and just on average, it, where are you? Somebody brought this up. I think it was Hack, but he's trying to like reconcile his brain with how do I rate the Cincinnati Bengals right now? Because you sure. have your priors. Most, you have what yeah. you have, what, what Burrow looks like when he's playing well. And then you have what Burrow's put on paper this year. It's very difficult where there's some teams where it's just like, um, this is kind of what we're going to get. You know, obviously the, the opposite of the Cincinnati Bengals, maybe would be the LA Rams who've been a lot more efficient on offense and have, you know, duct tape paperclip MacGyver that defense together. And, you know, it hasn't looked all that bad at times. The original team bad. I love that. So, I mean, it does, it varies team by team, you know, because of the extenuating circumstances. And like I just said, we have freaking nine quarterbacks injured that, that really changes how I have to kind of view this. I can take all the priors I want, take all the updated information I want, put it all together, come up with a number. And then I got to still adjust that because Tyson freaking pageant's playing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but okay. you know, I, I, I think, it's kind of a Pareto, the like eighty percent of the league. I know, I know where we're at. You know, I've, okay. I've reconciled it with my priors. I've done a little updating, and then twenty percent are pain in the ass teams where we don't really, we don't really know be... where we're at because it's been up and down. And maybe yeah. some of it comes down to exactly what you said, Drew. We've had maybe a team that's played five shit quarterbacks. You know, like uh, Baltimore. There's a really good case that Baltimore might get smoked on defense this week because, um, fuck, like they've kind of had it. Like that, that defense rates out really well on paper, but it's like, yes, they do. Look who they've played, and then obviously some of these teams who've played a bunch of just really tough defenses in a row. Those offenses are likely a lot better than what we see on paper, so it's it's tricky. Yeah. yeah okay. That, that's kind of right. Uh, I'm. I struggled with that this week because basically like I kind of keep track of it week in week out, like looking at the market ratings, how they're changing, how, how significantly they're changing. You know, when we get to this part of the season, what's possible is that you've had a team get consistently up, 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 upgraded and another team get down, 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 downgraded. Right. And it could be for reasons that are unaffected by, you know, the actual matchup that you see on paper. And so you have some of these divergences and until this week, we really haven't had many of those. You know, preseason markets that were open that gave us a sense of, you know, what the relative strength of these teams were, uh, weren't all that different from what we were seeing outside of certain matchups where you had a backup quarterback or, 
you know, like a, a meaningful injury to somebody that really matters. Uh, this week is not the case. This week, a lot of the kind of opening numbers and where the numbers are getting bet uh, feels a little bit divorced from what we had in the preseason. And so it's almost like, you know, it's not fair to say this broadly, but it's almost like the, uh, you know, the, the, the market consensus is just kind of now walked away from the priors entirely, at least in some, on some teams. Uh, and we'll get to those and I'll bring those up as we go through, but that's kind of the only, there are instances. Those are the only edges I found this week. (laughs) And I'm kind of, so basically the entire thesis of my betting card for week seven is literally, I hope the preseason prior has some useful information. (laughs) <laughs> because if the adjustments were correct and the preseason was trash, I'm going to lose a lot of plays this week. Yeah. I'm so with, with that, there's an football. Gonna, I'm just going to tease shit. So teasing, teasing shit. I'm, oh my so God. What a world. Do we even want to go into this or do we want to save it for another week? What? Teasing and just a little bit of a discussion on what's going on here because like this is a, we're, it's we're a small on sample. I mean, it's just, yeah, but at the same, but the totals are going down. The number of I mean, options has, has been up. Like, that's that's the thing that as totals go down, and the I don't even want to call it a middle class. Let's do a quick teaser discussion, because I, I did my power rating updates, I did my tiers today, and it's not even like there's this middle class. There is a lower middle class. It is truly, you know, the slums of a small steel mining town and steel mining yeah i guess that's a thing you know it, it's just like these people are not middle class this, this, this is lower middle class that is like 40 percent of the league right now yes so you have all these teams and they're just so that just raises the possibility of two of those teams are going to play the total is going to be low because these teams have struggled the and the spread is going to be close so you end up with so many games that are like one, two, two and a half, three point, and it bounces around off the three, and then we end up teasing it. Obviously, the lower totals are are helpful. We I went and proved that out a little that over the past ten years, high totals aren't bad for teasers. Sure, that's but I true. certain I certainly don't think a low total is is not helpful in some cases. Like definitely lower variance is going to help you. It's been a small sample, but yeah, for for the most part, Wongs have been really good. And really, a lot of the legs that have lost have been the favorites teasing down. You know, I feel like the, the people that caught the oh, Niners, Niners, yeah, catch, catching the knife there. The really bad one week one was the Steelers. We just had no idea how bad that offense was going to be, and I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think anyone really had any idea how efficient Purdy was going to step in and just be immediately sure. like that was just a. That was, you know, kind yeah. of wrong place, wrong time for that. Yeah, or that Purdy was going to recover a fumble under his butt with his surgically repaired elbow yeah. in front of TJ Watt and Russell, yeah. keep it wrestled away from him. With his, I mean, even even yeah. at minus 120, like Wongs are still very much good. And yeah, the, the low totals and the, the massive middle class of the NFL, I think it's going to keep us rolling on this. It's probably... I knock on wood because we'll have to clip this when they go like 0 for 15 in the next three weeks. But it feels like it's just going to continue to be a decent enough year. Okay. Okay. Um, and I love them every every week. Houston, I guess. The current scoring environment makes this just an absolute long teaser delight, in my opinion. I don't know that it's going to change anytime soon. We'll see. Um, let's talk about Thursday Night Football long last. Um, we have fewer games this week, so it's fine to kind of spend a little bit of yeah. the top, you know, kind of ruminating uh i haven't bet this one um 
I guess, you know, best way to set this up is there's been market jockeying all week on the side because of the availability questions surrounding one Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Um, my general sense is it doesn't matter because he's either going to go out there limited or he's not going to play. And so yeah. you kind of need to kind of downgrade the Jaguars offense, which you already probably should have downgraded a little. I think you need to downgrade it a meaningful amount independent of you know whether or not Lawrence plays and then on the flip side you're going up against a decent Saints defense on a short week like if the Jaguars score into the 20s here I think we can pat that offense on the back um the other side of the coin here is Saints defense does have an advantage in that they have a number of wide receivers who can run crisp routes who have speed and now you're going up against a defense that's missing one of their best secondary players in Tyson Campbell however the fact that you have Derek Carr behind center who can't really throw the ball right now and has is behind uh, an offensive line dealing with cluster injuries makes me think that the pass rush for the Jaguars should be somewhat impactful here in really keeping this game in check. Um, all, all told, this feels like an under spot. This feels like a, a tease the Jag spot, but uh, I don't have a, I don't have a high confidence play on a side or total. What about you? If you make me bet this, I'm betting this under. Just yeah. because I, I don't believe Carr when he says he's healthy. And even what we've seen, for me, this has been an offense that's been really good in space. Um, the intermediate stuff, they have receivers who get separation, who can move around when they have they have the space to do so. This team has moved kind of easily through the 20s, between the 20s rather, even against halfway decent teams, and then just been horrible when it gets tight down in the red zone. Just one of the oh, – I'd have to look. It feels like they're one of the worst red zone teams. Uh, New Orleans is five, definitely, yeah. Tw- yeah, the, you nailed it. They are fifth from the bottom, 36% in the red zone. They just – they're getting there. They're just not scoring lots of field goals. You know, if it's if it truly is going to be CJ beat hard, I can see, like, once they announce that, obviously Saints probably go back up to three or four, and this total probably drops down to 38. Um, I have a small, like a quarter, quarter unit, whatever position on Saints uh, minus one at a cheap price. Can I guess who's worse than the Saints? Yeah, that. Open? Yeah, go ahead. I have it right in front of me. Go ahead and guess. Just in the Giants for sure. Yep. Those teams have been atrocious. Um, I mean, there's an easy one. Ten- like, Tennessee. As as, yeah, that, Tennessee. I was gonna say the, the totals yeah. that keep getting bet up. Oh, Tennessee. Oh, my God. I, I don't know why that wasn't the first one I thought of. Uh, I'm Pittsburgh. Aaron last. You got them. You got them all. Yeah. Okay. okay. Pittsburgh is dead last. 28.5. Oh, wow. Yuck. Really? Huh. Yeah. I watched a lot of Pittsburgh games. I wonder why that doesn't stand out more in my head. That I feel like they, they must. I feel like Pittsburgh doesn't stand out in my head because they might like sputter at the twenty. <laughs> and yeah, league, league average. Line. You know what I mean. League, uh, league average this year is fifty-two point four in the red zone. Okay, so twenty-eight point five is Holy pretty bad. Yeah. Another low-scoring wow. Saints game. I, I legitimately may look at this under. This might be a correlated parlay. Correlated, just I'd never tease totals, but unless you want to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, and and again, the Saints offense is not good. It hasn't been good at scoring. Could be just a ton, a ton of field goals here again. Short week. What do you get on short weeks? You get vanilla game plans. Like if the game plan is worse, how do we expect this Saints team to be better in the red zone? Like I wouldn't even work on anything. I would spend my whole week 
just working on red zone offense because yeah. everything else is kind of working. And yes, the the missing Campbell is a big problem, but uh, you know this Jags this Jags defense kind of made me eat my words so far this year. I didn't think it was going to be that good. They had like the wrong pieces. It felt like it didn't feel like it was going to be some you know, some unit that was going to come together and play well from you know almost like in soccer where you need that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, with with the the pass rush in the secondary, and so far it's been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So Saints my line is minus one twenty three. If you're thinking about betting that, don't you just bet Saints to win the South? It's plus one forty five right now. <laughs> I already have it. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just saying, I mean, like, I, if you're listening to this and you're like, God, man, how are these guys missing this key matchup for the Saints? The Saints are obviously the side. I mean, the Saints are at home. It's a tough place to play on a short week. Although I will tell you, you know who is not especially good on Thursday night football is Mr. Dennis Allen. He doesn't have a lot of reps, but he hasn't been especially good. He was miserable last year losing to the Cardinals in epic fashion. Uh, I think he's one and two uh, against the spread in his career. Oh, and three straight up. Uh, You want to guess Raiders games? Yeah, at least two, two Raiders games. Um, You know, you know, who's, uh, you know, who's good on Thursday night football. Dougie P. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson uh, has already uh, seven Thursday night football games under his belt as a head coach. I just show me Doug. Pe- like Doug Peterson is not a good enough coach to have a high level, highly drafted quarterback get hurt. And then just have another guy step in and play well, is he? <laughs> Never happens. This is implausible, unbelievable. I mean, Good writers CJ, have gone too far. CJ Andy, CJ beat hard though, man. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. I, I almost rather. Rick, I almost want to k- k- kick the tires on the other guy. <laughs> maybe, yeah, honestly, let's get Rourke. Rourke? In there. You want to see some work? Um, Canadian. Right. Here, here's the, I, I lean. I lean under. I have a small position in the Saints that I'm yeah. hoping to just buy back in middle on. Yeah, uh, the uh, Peterson, for what it's worth, uh, is in his seven Thursday night football games so far this year. Mister, <laughs> call me Mister Manager, Mister Manager. Uh, the Saint yeah, Peterson in seven Thursday night football games, seven and zero straight up uh, in his career on uh, on Thursday, uh, six and one against the spread. The only game he won but did not cover came against the Giants when they won a really ugly one in the pouring rain, like. 23 to 22 or 22 to 21. It was a weird, stupid game. Um, anyway, short rest, Doug P. Dougie P does seem to have the answers. But at the same time, if your quarterback is eh, questionable, unavailable, who knows? Uh, I will say, if you want an official prediction, I think T-Log goes, and I think he's ineffective. I, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, the signing of Rourke today, it wasn't just an elevation. They had to sign him because of how it worked. It means a lot less with the new rules about the quarterbacks. Like right, he can, can be inactive every week. They, they, can, they can make him the inactive third emergency quarterback. So <laughs> not as big of a move as it as it was, um, like in years past, but still a little telling. Like they're not super excited about Trevor's health right now in a short week. So uh, interesting news uh, cycle tomorrow for sure on that one. Yeah, and uh, I I think it was prudent to do that. Um, I also think. Uh, you know what? How, how many times we got to see it now of these elite quarterbacks who are too hurt to play, but they call their own number because apparently that's the way the NFL injury cycle works now, and they go out there and they stink. Uh, 
let me let me count uh, Herbert with the ribs last year, Josh Allen with the UCL, Joe Burrow with the calf. I mean, this is kind of turning into a, a relatively predictable pattern here. Um, is a thing. I, I will say too, somebody Jalen Hurts with one, the shoulder. One of oh, the receivers was getting a Deshaun Watson with the rotator cuff. Oh, he did not play yeah, through it. No, play. never mind. Never mind. But one one of the receivers was doing some media today and mentioned the MCL. When he was talking about Trevor, he just kind of let it slip out. It's like, mm. oh, mm. But I, I still spring. Oh man, I watched that play like four times and I did I not see it. it. I yeah, don't I see didn't how see he it. gets hurt. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I wonder if he got hurt on an earlier play and was just playing through it or something. Could have been. Huh. Okay. Well, let's move on. Please stay healthy, Trevor. Please stay relevant, Jags. Please stay in the mix for uh, a top seed in the AFC. <clears throat> Bucks, Bucks. Uh, the other game that has massive implications for the four seed in the NFC, Andy. Where are you at on this one? Even at this low total, I'd lean under. If you're the Falcons organization and you had the opportunity to trade player for player, Ritter for Mayfield, would you say yes? I think no. I think you still have too much runway on what if with Ritter. Like he okay. made some really shitty decisions last week. But uh, yeah, it it feels like a, a close Bucks win and an under, like a really gross, a really gross game here. I'd lean under. It's a very low total, so I'm not super interested in betting this one. The Buccaneers looked kind of shitty. It was a it was just a good defensive performance. Like when I went and yeah. looked at that one again, I was really impressed with Detroit's defense, which wasn't something mm-hmm. I've. You know, outside of Aiden being good here and there, it's it's a team that's lost, you know, some pieces here and there. So I was surprised that that was my takeaway. Um, Buccaneers are better than that. But at the same time, the Falcons have the same kind of ragtag back makeup. And um, it's not been a good offense for Tampa Bay for the most part. Even against early on in the season, the Minnesota game, they didn't look good. They got kind of lucky with turnovers. The Bears game. That was obviously a, a big score on defense there. Like, this is not a good offense, neither of these teams. And this is a, you know, say what you want about Todd Bowles. I still <laughs> think he's a good defensive coach. And they put out a they put out a product that's, you know, tough to beat. And he has, you know, an, an intimate knowledge of the Falcons and their, you know, their offense, whatever it is going to turn into this week. So lean bucks, lean under, but not a game I'm super excited to watch. Yeah. Talk about, think about bets. Some of the uh, some of the comments nailed that nailing this. Charles Saul, Big Ten West football. This does have Big Ten West football vibes. Uh, Iowa, Wisconsin type. Yeah, of they vibes. should give them the um, pink trophy. Like Floyd of Rosedale gets, a, they get one of these for this too. Patrick's teasing and forget it. I no disagreement here. Isan George, I'm seeing 37, 37 and a half for total. You're right. I mean, this has been one way action to the under current total is sitting at 37 offshore. And uh, this opened to 40, man. Uh, this has been bet down a, a full field goal, even though this is one of what a handful. I guess actually I can't even say that because Baker Mayfield did hurt his hand. Right, so it's, it's his it's his offhand. It is it's, it's his, his offhand. It's, it's yeah, gonna but, affect the snapping, but yeah, the, this one got bet to the under, even though there's no weather and there's no quarterback injury. <laughs> and yet here we are, a full field goal off the opener. Um, amazing. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be in teasers because I just don't see I don't see the Bucks winning by you know by margin. No, because you know here at the here you go. 
you want me to say something nice about this game? <clears throat> the uh, Falcons rush defense. It is elite. Whew. Those guys are cooking and stopping the run. So that will give the Bucks, you know, the Falcons a chance to hang in this game to, you know, come back if they're at a deficit. Um, close to backdoor a teaser like, <laughs> right? Like there's there's a lot of reasons to only look Falcons here, in my opinion. Uh, and it starts and ends with the Falcons rush defense being so effective that they can literally kind of make the Buccaneers one dimensional and turn this into, okay, dare you to beat us, Baker. And if we can generate any semblance of a pass rush this week against a really you're, weak You're describing both line. defenses. Yeah, yeah. Both yeah, defenses make, very good make, at rush. Make, make yeah. Atlanta one dimensional and, and it's issue if you get any sort of pass rush. Like, yeah. Real Real, real yeah, the Big Ten West thing was huge. Yeah, um, it's still it's still a teaser, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's not it's not probably. Uh, so I know somebody asked. We'll get to that. I'll probably do that at the end. I'm going to jot them down and look at my numbers. Have get an early yeah. peek at how it. I mean, the Seahawks were my favorite teaser leg. Yeah, um, the injury report today didn't help that along, but um, mm. I'll, I'll rank them up before we're done with tonight. I I, I am I am quasi encouraged by some of the things I've seen from Desmond Ritter to think that they can cover this number, win this game, still win the South. I am not giving up on them entirely. Although I am, uh, all I am clearly concerned about the fact that they're on the road this week, which is why I didn't play them. Yep. I'd like a tie, yeah. I guess, or is it? No, yes. a tie's not good. I would like yes. the quick, Falcons uh, to win. Tampa Bay was one of four teams that came off the bye last week, and they are one of three teams that came off the bye and landed with a thud. The one team that came off the bye and won was Cleveland, and I don't even know that you can say that their winning and covering had much to do with the extra rest and prep they got because they got the extra rest and their quarterback still didn't play. Uh, so what is uh, – <laughs> did you make anything of that? The fact that the buys teams all kind of looked a little little clunky? Is that, is that signal? I mean, like, is that, a, is that a bounce this week for Tampa is what I guess what I'm asking. They're kind of clunky teams. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Seattle's clunky. Bucks are clunky. Chargers are definitely clunky. Yeah. Okay. All right. Weird matchups Let's move on. for sure, yeah. too. All right. Let's – yeah, go ahead. Under. <laughs> this is this is huge. The Raiders are at the Bears. The 3-3 three and three Raiders are at the 1-5 and five Bears at 1 p.m. on Sunday. That is a game Almost. that will be played. Almost certainly badgent, um, doubtful. I don't even know why they're not ruling him out yet. Maybe there's something to that. Um, but it, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be fields. That thumb is swollen as shit. They say it's coming down, but he can't grip a football well enough to throw it. That is super problematic. No, he's going to miss at three. At his position, yeah. It feels like at least two with this. Badgent isn't good. Um, Jimmy, The Jimmy News is... A little cagier. He left in an ambulance, and then, you know, later the next news he get is like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like it was just precautionary. He's actually pretty. He's he's a lot better than we thought he was going to be. And then he hasn't practiced yet. It's it has been announced that it will be O'Connell. They've said <laughs> this is weird. Hoyer is the backup in game. <clears throat> we're maybe we're way more comfortable throwing Hoyer in. I guess it makes sense if something happens in the game. But if we have a full week to prep and we're prepping for a game with our backups, it is Aiden O'Connell. So it will be AOC if they go. So this could be AOC badgent outdoors on the grass, a little bit of weather. And, I mean, you saw what you got from the Bears offense against a pretty shit Vikings defense. 
Yeah, I mean, the last time we had one of these uh, kind of shit fests, it was 28 to 24 Broncos over the Bears. I don't even remember. What was the final score? 31 28. Um, that one was like a never in doubt over. Now, granted, that was Fields and Russell Wilson, not Badgent and uh, O'Connell. Um, okay. How about O'Connell being given three points on the road? <laughs> I mean, this is, I, I think, I, I, let's just get it. Like, I, I think it's, it's pretty much decided here. Jimmy G's not going to play. If he wouldn't, if he wouldn't back out, if he wouldn't, I'm like, yeah, I'm like 90, be, 90% sure. Yeah, yeah. Is, is O'Connell versus Badgent? And O'Connell is lane three uh, on the road, um, which is amazing. This total is down to 37 and, and a half and probably closes 34 once the, you know, the dust settles here and people know that it is not a Jimmy G game. Um, F the Raiders for not trading Devontae Adams to a contender. Um, that would have made the season so much better. The fact that Devontae Adams is stuck there sucks. Yeah, and you know it sucks too. If they if they win this game, if they beat the Bears, they're four and three. They're definitely not trading. <laughs> and yeah, Adams Adams is stuck. Like Adams needs to Ugh. sabotage this game. He was limited Crosby today. too. Yeah, and F the Raiders <laughs> for putting no good talent around Crosby. The Raiders could have drafted Jalen Carter instead of freaking Wilson. He doesn't even you know who, he's not getting a lot of help up front. He's seeing a lot of, you know, a lot oh, of the best and a lot of the double teams. He still like leads the league in pressures. He is Un, he's, so good. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, um, he's defensive player of the year on a on a different team. Yeah. I have no interest in betting these games. I'm just frustrated in what the Raiders are doing to our Sundays. I'm frustrated with the Bears are doing Reed to says, our Sundays. <laughs> so Reed, Reed says DJ Moore receptions over. Oh, interesting. I'm hmm. not sure what 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 would be your go to game plan if you're you know, gets in just real quick thought exercise. Like, how are you helping him against not getting killed by Max Crosby? Yeah. Who, who's Help, getting the short stuff? Healthy dose of Tariq Cohen, get, obviously. Yeah. More can get the short stuff. Like, that's not a crazy thing. For more has like six catches for you know sixty yards on a bunch yeah. of screens. Yeah, slants, slants, and screens tomorrow on all all the live long day. Yeah, preseason, really preseason more comes back. All right now, you got you got so many. Uh, replacement players here in your backfield now um i don't even i wasn't paying attention as who is even featured in the uh uh in the backfield in the bears game it looks like dante dante foreman got 15 it was targets. yeah it was kind of a one, mixture of one target uh evans got one target uh yeah no not good not good so they even ran the fullback a little bit like a blasting game or whatever so it, yeah. it's a it's a mixed bag back there DJ got eight targets last week. I would expect more of that, I guess. Um, okay. If he, so, does, yeah. if he doesn't have 10 targets, like you might as well just lose the game, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Cleveland at Indy. What's give me your percentage on Watson after today's news? That was still weird have, as hell, man. It was like he was saying two different things in two different parts of the presser. It was almost like Cleveland forced him to hold the press conference, you know? Like they were like, we're tired of answering these questions. You go tell them what the hell's going on with you because we don't even know. They didn't <laughs> right? do that. They didn't do that last off season. No, it's just a good point. But yeah, it, it felt literally like they were like somebody pushed him and was like, "You got to answer some questions here, buddy," because we're tired of putting our coaches through this every week. 
and they don't have it. They don't have any answers. You need to go out there. If you're, if you're going to make the calls here, you need to go out there and tell them yourself. And so the press conference was called. The market reacted like, oh, well, if he's available for press, that must mean he's close to going. The press conference happens, and he does talk out of both sides of his mouth, which is like, it'll get better when it gets better. It might be this week. It might not be for a couple weeks. I don't know. And then he was like, yeah, I'm probably going to play. What? I'm probably going to play. He's what? like... What, what am I going to do? Just go into somebody's house and grind my shoes all over their couch? And then he, and then obviously <laughs> he, he, so I go to his house and I, I grind my shoes all over his couch. It was, it was weird. Yeah. I don't know. Mary, Mary Kate Cabot. She's, she's uh, usually pretty plugged in. Some of her reads on this have been exactly the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and so very, very confusing here. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, what is my percentage? Uh, 50. I would say less. I don't think he's going to play this week. I got the sense last week that what they were setting people up for was it's going to be a couple weeks. So I'd say 30%. He goes. Yeah, I'm just going 50 50 every week with him. <laughs> <I'm so confused. laughs> okay. Like, uh, and this was like I'm last week. I, last week, I made a specific point that I didn't think it matters. This week, I strongly disagree with that tick. Like, for this matchup, this matters, like, principally matters. If Watson is out there against this particular Colts defense, against Minshew, who was a walking turnover last week, then the yeah, Browns are winning this game. Minshew was just that bad. Dude, there's been some people who are sticking to the, their guns on Minshew's not that bad of a backup quarterback. My God, I did not chart the turnover-worthy plays last week, but there were certain sequences where he get, hits a guy in the hands, he actually throws a pick, gets called back for a penalty, he hits the guy in the hands sick, again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then he finally throws a pick. And this one was like a no doubt pick because it was like a big looper right over his intended target, right into a leaping safety. <laughs> it was like, it's like, wow, this guy is so determined to turn the ball over. What is he doing out there? And I'm not saying he was actually determined to, but it just felt like he had no situational awareness at all and was just going to gunsling it that day. And it was all over the place on him. Um, if he replaced with that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of mentality against the Browns defense, they're, they're cooked. They're in deep trouble. And, uh, and so, but at the same time, if PJ Walker is your quarterback and you're laying points on the road, forget it. Nope. 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 Colts are pass. So this is like the entirety of this bet one way or the other and depends on Watson or PJ Walker. I don't want to get involved with PJ Walker on the road against a Colts defense that has a couple of live parts uh, and a good coach. Uh, so this, what do you think? This defense is still godlike. Like what they did, what they forced, like the, the EPA they're getting off turnovers is one thing, but like what they're just getting off non-turnover plays as a defense it's still just crazy and i know it's a it's a road game and it's indoors on the on the fast track but i mean it, in what world does does indy get to like 20 here yeah yeah it's yeah. It, this is a team total under 17 and a half i'm looking yeah. at okay let's come back to that at the end then uh real quick closure closure on the browns here um did you hear any of the discussion about the browns throwing the football at the end of that game against the Niners and specifically the play they drew up and PJ Walker literally trying to give the game away with the pick in the end zone this week. No, you I don't know. That, there was so much, there was, no, there was discourse on it. Like, why would they, why would they call that, that rollout? Like, it's so hard to tell what, what 
actually was called on some plays. You know, 90% of plays you can tell like, oh, that was the intent. I don't know if we know what the intent was on that play. I mean, we've seen this now with backup quarterbacks a couple times where it's like, oh, he just he kind of took it on himself there and he fucked up. Like, oh, he switched to a run play with Saquon and now they don't <laughs> score. You know? These things happen. It's not just Are you sure that wasn't Brian Dable's fault? Because it sure oh, seemed like it might God. be. Oh, he Brian, corrected the record. Okay. Brian Dable was very <laughs> mad. My God, he was angry. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to fade Indy here, but I don't want to do it with PJ Walker. So, you know, it'll okay. be some running back prop overs yeah. for the Browns, but I, I do have some respect oh, for, I, I have some respect for this Colts defense in certain aspects of the game. I do too. And I think the, you know, the Browns scored the one touchdown with uh hunt uh, when they got into the red zone, that was just brilliantly schemed run, perfectly blocked run. Um, and then otherwise, like, yeah, when the field gets short, like PJ Walker is so liable to make the backbreaking mistake. And uh, do you remember Deshaun Kaiser? Yeah. Oh my when, God. It's How like, can you forget? When when you had, you know, let's just say you had Browns like plus eight, and they were down by like six points. And no. He had the ball in oh the red God. PTSD. Zone, you, yeah. You were just sweating like he's going to throw an Don't. 80 yard pick six here. You just want <laughs> you wanted the game to be over. You oh, wanted yeah. him to just like get sacked over and over. I can point to a couple specific games where I remember that exact feeling. <laughs> and he, like it, he had he had a couple where he literally like he was so determined to get a first down, he like reaches the ball out, it gets punched out, and you're like, How how did how how did this happen? Oh my god, those were those were absolutely miserable teams to be part of. I'm glad I don't do that much that much anymore. I'm glad I don't bet on really just the dog shit teams and the dog shit quarterbacks. Oh wait, we're gonna get to those. <laughs> I did some yeah, of that Indy, this week. <laughs> Indy yeah. is one of my just like lowest ranked as far as how the offense matches up against the defense. Okay. And from like a game state standpoint, they're like uh, my second favorite team total under behind well, Pittsburgh, I guess, just because they don't have an offense to speak of. But all right, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not really interested outside of just fading the Colts offense with the team total or maybe some, some master of the red zone fumble. Uh, week five hosting the Jets. Uh, in 2017, the Browns were one and a half point dogs. I had them on the money line, and I think Kaiser had three red zone turnovers in that game, and they lost by three. <laughs> I'll never forget that one. Um, I mean, it's anyway. kind of like the Eagles game. Like that's what Hurts uh, played the part of Deshaun Kaiser last week. That's how bad. Yeah, that was. basically, basically. They, they gave, I mean, it was like it was at least 14, if not more, points. You know, EPA on on turnovers for that game, which is massive. Absolutely brutal. Right. Detroit, Baltimore. I heard there's some smart people in Baltimore, and I've been a Baltimore backer. But as I mentioned in our little preamble going through the, it's still a small sample of six games, and these teams haven't played anybody yet. Jared Goff is a top five quarterback, man. Like, just he's not every week. But he's always close enough where it's like, you know, if uh, whoever, somebody up top is going to have a bad week and it's like, oh, Goff was like the fourth best quarterback this week. And then next week it's like, oh, he was fine, but the good players played well. He's like seventh. And at the end of the year, it's like, 
shit, he had 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. And like, this is a good offense. And, you know, they were missing pieces on the road against a team coming off a bye with a defensive minded heads coach. We can't even kind of take away the fact that they only scored 20. Like, the Ravens are a good offense. The defense is starting to come together. I get it's a road game, but um, I was a little surprised that this came off the two and a half so easily. Don't understand it. This implies a neutral power rating difference between these teams. That's meaningful, right? That the Ravens are better. Like inside of inside inside of three, one and a half points for home field is fine right now, in my opinion. Um, Not only that, but you you have the weird spot where Baltimore they're at a travel disadvantage. It's a it's a home game, but he's. They're they're a traveling team this week because they had to come off the yeah. London game. I make this without even making an adjustment for that, just based off my pure power ratings. I make this like one point four. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have I I have the Lions slightly better on a neutral than the Ravens right now, and so, I've been a te- I'm a guy who bet the Ravens the last two weeks. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, there's a travel disadvantage for the Ravens. Uh, and uh, yes, I get it. Like the Jags had no issues last week. We'll see uh, see how they play this week. Just As some people are discussing golf um, MVP. I just even if the team was like fourteen and two, it, it doesn't seem like he gets a lot of respect from the the voters. If I mean, if Tua doesn't get hurt, who's voting for Jared Goff over the excitement in Miami? Who's voting for Jared Goff over Mahomes if he has a good enough year? It just it feels like a pretty his numbers like 18, 20 to one. I went and looked at MVP numbers today. Probably fair. Like he needs to have a pretty outstanding season going forward. So uh my my specific opinion on this is uh uh the Lions in pole position for the one seed with like an eleven one record after Thanksgiving. He's in the discussion as one of like three. Like it's Mahomes to a uh, golf. No, right? he should get like a shitload of third place votes. Like all the, yeah, all the third place yeah, votes but, should be like Goff and Purdy. So no, so my, my point is though that like if the Lions are in pole position for one in the NFC, which is plausible, like they gotta win this game, surely, but it's yeah. plausible that they could be in pole position for the number one seed as we get into the waning moments of the season. Goff is gonna be talked about just like Jalen Hurts was last year, right? He he could be your MVP favorite at one point in time. It's entirely possible. And then I get don't get your hopes up though, because he plays the Dallas Cowboys in prime time on Saturday, December thirtieth, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, week seventeen, uh, and probably gets wrecked by that defense, and then that's it. Like his case is done. Like he kind of cannot make a mistake down the home stretch and still get the award, in my opinion. And so don't get your hopes up if you're betting golf, even though the numbers be non crazy. But I do get the sense that there will be a time before we get to the end of 2023 where golf is either co favorite or top three in odds and people are talking about it plausibly. Yeah. I I'm a little lower on the ceiling. I think it's like he gets into the discussion. But at the same time, there's just a lot of guys that didn't even get mentioned in that where, you know, there's a lot of spots where Lamar is in that discussion too and has moved above him. And there's spots where, like, Josh Allen puts together a nice run through the middle of the season. Josh Allen, that that Chiefs-Bills game is going to be huge 
for the MVP. Actually, sure, obviously, sure. I, um, I'll go on record now. Josh Allen's going to have too many turnovers when it's all said and done. To realistically get there's a lot of tough all the top teams have a lot of games with each other yes. like those are going to be what what makes this so yeah that's so, the thing like Campbell, that, in, campbell's in just going to win yeah. coach of the year if they get one yeah season. that's right in that same week that uh goff lays an egg against the cowboys uh mahomes beats the bengals and gets the one seed in the afc it's over yeah right like it's over like you literally uh, you're walking super super fine margin with anybody not named mahomes in my opinion like they kind of cannot fuck up. They have no one's done enough right now, in my opinion, to distance themselves to be to warrant favoritism over him. And literally, he can kind of cruise control his way there and wait for all everybody else to kind of stub their toes along the way. Um, Goff, for what it's worth, is being, he has been masterfully efficient so far this season. Um, he has only turned the ball over. Three times, three interceptions. Has he fumbled? He has not fumbled. So he is being extremely careful with the ball, which has helped his numbers overall and has helped the efficiency of the offense overall. And oh, by the way, like people aren't talking about it the same way they talk about Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, but Ben Johnson is doing the Lord's work. <laughs> that guy is killing it. He's killing it. Um, I like the Lions here. Not my favorite play of the week because. You know, there's certainly a world where the Ravens defense shows up here. Um, but I, I'm assuming... Here, I'm so not here. taking the money line. I'm taking the full three points here. I bet okay. this this was going to be a... I really thought this number was just going to kind of stick two, two and a half. That's where I thought maybe it would come the other way. I'm a little surprised. Maybe we get some late week movement and it is a teaser, but I have taken the plus three with the, the Ravens. I stand in solidarity with you, Drew. My numbers just... Can't quite get there, even in a road game for a, a team I have rated this high on both sides of the ball. Okay, we agree. Uh, I played the money line just because my numbers make this Lions small favorite if Jameer Gibbs goes and Marcus Williams is out. I'm yeah, that's a, a little issue for the Lions right now is all the running backs are hurt. I've heard just, positive things about Gibbs. I'm going to pretend I think, like I that's do think Gibbs gonna come goes. through. It's, it's still just Wednesday, guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, restore the roar. I uh, don't don't really know why this is. A Honolulu three. blue baby. Yeah. Buffalo looked a little ishy last week against. Uh, God, that was a bad game, man. Both do you want to attribute that to the time and travel or what? I do because I don't know what else to attribute it to. Trash Brinks. Brinks. <laughs> Brinks. <laughs> All right. Brinks had a good NFL Sunday too. He was on some of the same sides that uh, you know the smart cats were. He had some Washington. Um, Buffalo, yeah, I don't know what else to attribute that to. Josh Allen was a little sloppy at times, mm-hmm. and here's something that's a bit of a sound clip, I guess. Did Tarad look better than DJ? Back yeah, there? he did. Kind of did, and that's that's not like. Me boosting up Taylor as, hey, this guy should be starting. It's Daniel Jones has been kind of disappointing this year. Oh, he's been deer in the headlights under the pass rush. I don't have a strong opinion on the contract thing. I think they had to do it because he was was at a certain high enough level where it's like, shit, we got to pay him. There's nothing better out there right now. But man, that sucks right now because they paid him and he he has regressed. He looks worse. Obviously, they still kind of have that issue with not having a true wide receiver one. 
They're not using Waller really correctly, I guess, for the most part. He's dinged up. You know, he's the kind of guy who's missing a lot of practices anyway with the the hammy that's going to bug him all year, I guess. And that was a that was a tough hang. It's that whole game. That was a fun second half, though. I mean, the the second half bet came down to the last game play of the game. Last play, yeah. and, and then the it came down to the last play again. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, that um, was like one of the first things I remember yeah. my dad teaching me. He like yelled that one time. You know, like we were watching football on the couch and something like that happened. And he's like, the game cannot end on a defensive penalty. I'm like, who are you talking to? He's like, and he just <laughs> like that he had to explain it to me that they were going to have to play another game or play because he saw the flag um, on our 26 inch zenith. But yeah, I, I don't know if you have a strong take on what you attribute to Bill's kind of lack of offense. Their offensive week. lethargy. But uh, the Patriots, I got a little lucky with how they played in the red zone because we had the Raiders get to the red zone six times, I believe at home uh, only convert one of those. We're starting to see some definite cracks in this new England defense with Gonzo and June out. It's not, it doesn't have the juice. It did. They put it together. Both of these teams, this was like the weird thing. They both had two really decent drives in the second half. And that was it. Like the Bills had two touchdown drives late. The Patriots had two second half drives that were okay. And that was it. These were, I mean, this is another low totaled game. I don't know what I make this one. I'd have to look at, I'm guessing, and I'll bet Patriots unders, bet Patriots unders, but I had to make an adjustment on their defense. And where are we at with Beefalo? I can't find this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I have it probably about fair, I'm like a 41. Okay. So I played some Patriots here. Um, and it stinks. It's a big number. <laughs> it's a big number. That's kind of that's that's kind of the only that's kind of the whole handicap. I'll be honest with you. Um, the Josh Allen injury was not even really a factor when I made the bet. Uh, I do think it will matter. Um, the fact that the tight ends aren't especially healthy and aren't really contributing offensively has definitely slowed the offensive progression down. Who they want to be. Um, definitely notable that uh, this was Josh Allen. Last week was Josh Allen's first negative EPA per play game of the season, and he was going up against a defense that is really pretty weak. Um, negative EPA per play on passes targeted to Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis is not going to help you. Uh, he's just he doesn't feel like Allen has much help right now outside of digs, and then the other side of the ball is a problem. Like the Bills' defense right now, we know it. It so like the thesis of making a play against the Bills is literally just the market is not correctly adjusted for their losses, and I think that is true. And I was going to sit on my opinion and not really say anything and let them play these bad, these two bad games against bad offenses, the Giants and the Patriots, and then try to pounce on some absurd number next week. But eight and a half is too many points. It's too big. And I think, I think the, the, like the look ahead here preseason was two and a half. We've now gone across three and across seven on the basis of the Patriots being that much worse than everyone thought. They've played a schedule of very, very challenging defenses so far. And I know that their injury report is a laundry list long, as well as the Bills, but it's not like how any much of those have you how really much have matter. you moved New England off here? I'm I'm looking at my week one number and I'm looking at my week seven number. Four and points. I have moved I have moved New England four point five eight points down. I have moved them four points down. And I, I can't moved, get I can't get across seven here. 
I think it's probably your Buffalo number then, I guess, because I, I'm a little higher than this uh, spread. I'm not uh, excited about backing a big favorite on the road. Obviously, this is, it's a lower to middle end. You know, these these favorites on the road that are teasable don't do as well as the other three styles, but it's probably going to end up in a few teasers and some round robins. But I've moved Buffalo up about a point and a half. I'm. I'm kind of right there at a nine. I'm I'm fine with this price. A lot of it is just what I've had to make in it for an adjustment on this defense. It's hard for and it again, like you have a valid point. It's hard to grade what we've gotten from this Patriots offense. They've had to play some tough defenses. They've had some, you know, it's been a rough road to hoe for them, but I'm not super excited about backing them. If you made me back it, it would be, you know, I probably if you said I can't tease this game, but I have to bet it. I'd, I'd take what you took, even if okay. my number's nine, because it okay. is a divisional game at home, getting over a touchdown, like you said, with a huge adjustment. I'm just not – I don't have the stomach for this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be back in this space for I hate that you're cheering. I hate more. that you're cheering for Josh Allen to be hurt. Well, man, I definitely <laughs> am not cheering just, for just that. Just for now. I know. I, I like putting words in your mouth. And yeah. Uh, like that. I think uh, <clears throat> I, you know, that the the Patriots offense is, I don't know, man. I, I don't have the answers. I know that uh, the injuries to their offensive line and the strength of opposition defense that they've faced so far this season have both been massive, massive contributors to them being – um, very, very stuck in mud offensively. And I will also say that, like, you know, they they got bet last week against the Raiders. And they cover that probably game. Right, probably they, the right side. Yeah, they cover that game, if not for a very fluky play at the end. Uh, and honestly, the Bills, they don't have a Mason Cros- a Max Crosby. They don't have Mason Crosby. They don't have Mason Crosby. They definitely don't have a Max Crosby. Max with two X's. Um, And uh, I think that realistically, the Bills, like, they do have a couple of dynamic pass rushers still left. And otherwise, like, this is a beatable defense. uh, And I think this is going to be a close competitive game. And I think the Patriots could even steal it. Um, So uh, if, if this does not work out, will I be back next week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers betting against the Bills again? Possibly. Uh, will I be betting against the Bills when they're at the Bengals week nine? Almost <clears throat> almost surely. <laughs> it's very, very tough for me to see a world where I upgrade the Bills enough from their current rating uh, to tell you that they're going to be a bet on against the the Bengals in that week nine spot. So um, I think this is uh, – there are – the red flags for the Bills are back. Um, the one fluky win they had against the Dolphins is, might ultimately look like a fluky win when it's all said and done. And unfortunately, that's because of the injuries they've sustained the last handful of weeks and not anything that had to do with how the team ought to, been, ought to have been rated at full strength, which would have been one of the best, if not the best in the NFL. So um, those are my thoughts. Patriots, cover, please. I don't know. And obviously the the other factor, too, is the, the weather isn't looking great. Honestly, there's like six games where the weather isn't looking great. Monitor this. Bad weather probably benefits the, the Patriots as well. Sustained uh, winds, 15 to 20, 20 miles an hour, gusts yeah. 25 to 30. They're talking they're talking real nasty. Like if they, if they just take the air out of the ball and it's a slog, it's a lot harder to cover a multi-score spread like this. So ugh, ishy, ishy, ishy game. No thanks. Um, speaking of ishy games, you know what you should do? And I guess it's tougher if you don't live in a city that has one of these. I happen to. 
But you should head over to your friends, our friends at Ticketmaster. Get yourself some tickets to an NFL game in, oh, I don't know, Lucas Oil or U.S. Bank or the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I don't know. Is it Mercedes-Benz Falcon Dome, too? Are they both Mercedes-Benz? Dan would know this. Like, I feel like they have I multiple. think they changed the branding on the Superdome to Caesars, maybe? Caesars, yes. It was Caesars. We don't have, we don't have uh, any of these uh, crypto companies anymore for any of those, but... I feel like That's that one's still crypto.com in LA. Is there crypto.com? Yeah, crypto.com I still has the old staple center. Patrick says the NFL took your team away. Well, get a bat- get some Battlehawks tickets on there. Mm. Blues. Um, Didn't he say Lewis? Yeah, the blues. The blues. It's hockey season, man. I don't think they're very good. Oh, I, will be a- I will be attending. They just won the Stanley Cup a couple years ago. Really? A wild game. Wow, that was on a hot goalie. You know what I would do, though? <laughs> I would uh, go to the official marketplace of the NFL. Find a bunch of ways to get your perfect seats. You can transfer your tickets. If your team is doing poorly, sell them. Give them to your friends. The old joke about breaking the uh, windshield and leaving four more tickets. Harder to do by app, but you can just send them. Um, and obviously, if you do go to the game, it makes getting in on game day a breeze with the custom app. Find tickets today at NFL or Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. And we'll move on to the second half of this slate with another game outdoors in the Meadowlands where the weather doesn't look super great. (laughs) And if you were teasing this game, would you rather have Daniel Jones or would you rather have Terod Taylor? I would rather have Terod Taylor. I think so too. Especially with this weather. He's a little more even keeled. I, I think we... There is always this thing where the second game of a backup just goes to shit. It it feels like you can set your clock to it. You can, yes. It's like Johnny Unitas' haircut. You can, it's just high and tight. It's happening. It's coming through. That's right. But I still will probably tease this. Getting two and a half at home in division, taking this out past a touchdown. This is probably one of my favorite teaser legs, even with a backup. This is a, a nice spot for Saquon. This is a nice spot for some of the, the short stuff, the easy stuff for Tarad. And, you know, despite what the commanders did with a nice quote unquote win last week, they were gifted. They were gifted a lot of uh, opportunities by go look at that box score. They did not put up a lot of yards. That was weird game plan by Art, bad decisions by Desmond, and the commanders are not that good. It's kind of like sure. the Saints, the Saints game when they beat the Patriots. Like, hey, guess what, guys? Saints aren't that good. Same kind yeah. of thing. I don't have the Commanders that much higher. My power numbers for this one again. I'm not doing much with the quarterback adjustment here because I wasn't super sure if I. I think it's to... going to be it's going it's going to be Tarad and no, oh, yeah, for think, sure he didn't. Practice. I think you can you, you, if you have a knob in your model for likelihood of a fumble. If it's Tarad, you turn it down. If it's Daniel Jones, you turn it up. <laughs> and I think, especially for this matchup with the D-line, that is kind of the strength of the opposing defense. You know, I think I'd rather see Trot out there. With, I think he with, will be. Yeah. Without a quarterback adjustment, I would have the Washington commanders favored by a little less than a point. So even if we, you know, adjust for a point or two here, I'm pretty close to this number. I'm going to be teasing this. This looks like a bad weather game as yeah. well. 
Yeah, the major problem is um, the Giants are going to be down their top eight offensive linemen. That's kind of been all year, though. <laughs> at this point, they're yeah. used to it. This is where we're at. Did you see they signed Justin Pugh off the street, and he went and played a good game for them? Yeah, he, he like full-on – he's just on the team yeah. now because right, he has I'll to go. be. I'll go. Sure, I'm ready. And he did fine. Uh, that was wild. Um, yeah, no, I, I – I flirted with playing the Giants here. I think it's fine teasing the Giants here, but ultimately I have no no real appetite for this game one way or the other. Oh, and as far as this total. Yeah. I actually it, so yeah. I, I ran numbers and I show it to be a little low. I don't have anything in there for the weather yet. So I'm certainly not gonna jump in no. and bet this over. No, this is the only true blue wind game at current wind product predictions. Um, and at least from what I can remember, the hard way, losing bets. If you bet an over in a win game, you are praying for chaos plays, turnovers. And maybe that happens. I mean, Sam Howell holds onto the ball for infinity seconds, it feels like, on every drop back. He holds onto the ball until he gets a pass off or gets absolutely walks into a sack um and uh it uh that's a good way to have some turnovers and some fumbles on the washington side of things so um yeah i'm not not banking on it it's hard to bank on that sort of stuff so pass on the side because of the weather and the offense is involved or excuse me the total but uh another teaser that is definitely making the card yep okay um People in the in the uh, chat, by the way, it's other media I've done with like just um, like can't wrap their brain around betting the Patriots over the Bills. By the way, we're like not that far removed from the Giants almost beating the Bills. Like th- that almost happened. Like that was very close. And people were saying the same stuff about the Giants. They're saying about the Patriots yeah. right now. It's um, just division so, divisional games, know. man. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. If the if the Bills' offense has had been, you know just humming for five out of six weeks or something. It would be one thing, but between the the traveling around and just how they've looked in general, it's a lot of points on the road. Yeah. Cardinals, Seahawks, uh, teaser leg of the week. Why are people betting the Cardinals? What's going on here, Andy? I'm not sure. Uh, James Conner kind of mattered. A lot. Uh, he was, uh, you know, like we said this with Aaron Jones, even Saquon to a certain point. Like some teams have a good run scheme, and they have, you know, like a game plan as far as sequencing of plays that relies on a good running back. Not only a good running back, I feel like Connor was pretty good in pass blocking. He kind of mattered all over the place, and you know, now it's now we're in a spot where. We've gone and shown this. Cincinnati showed it to us. Obviously, San Francisco did too. Like, they don't have the chops in the secondary to cover good receivers, especially have multiple good receivers. The big rub here is that, like, every Seattle uh, offensive lineman was limited or out today in practice. That was a bit of an issue. Something to monitor. Still a teaser leg I like quite a bit. But uh, 
the, we were so excited. And I mentioned this on Sunday too. We said once the offensive line got a little healthier, they got they got to go away from so much two tight end sets because they didn't need help with chip blocks and you know defensive ends and outside linebackers. And you know, we got to see Bobo, we got to see JSN a little more in the yeah. field. We got to see see him spread it out a little bit. That said, you can run on this team too. So yeah, right. I mean, they have they have uh, many you know, ways to attack. Infinite young running backs. I'm sure they just drafted another one. So <laughs> I'm I'm not super comfortable laying this. No, um, but I thought about it. With the offensive line issues, I'm a little hesitant to do that. Obviously, seems like, like they're getting healthier. A Abe Lucas is a no, but everybody else seems like they're going to go. Like the check, interior check guy, the interior guys at LP'd today. The interior guys did. I also have this as an over. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's make, probably a good play. I make this a couple points higher. I will say that the Cardinals are going to be pretty one-dimensional here. They're going to have to get it done through the air. Ah, what am I talking about? This is a Seahawks play. Yeah, seven and a half is too short. Uh, sound seven at uh, Chris. Seven minus 113. Uh-oh. Okay. We're out of the long teaser zone. I guess I I, I have it with the, I already have it with the Chargers. I mean, I already teased it. Um, uh, why is I it guess that's a bad number? Seven. It must is it, be must be some of the injuries. I don't understand this. All right, I gotta go. Yeah, let me go. Yeah. Let me let me go refresh on the injuries because I, I thought I thought it looked like it was trending in for um, some of the interior offensive linemen, namely uh, Damian Lewis, who I think is very good. I think um, they're. I think it was just a bad you know, a bad uh, injury report today is for, and this thing, oh, I feel like smart money doesn't tend to overreact to Wednesday yet. We saw a little bit of reaction. So that kind of made me worrisome. Um, Arizona, not getting to the red zone a ton. I shouldn't Obviously, say Damian Lewis is very offense. good, by the way. I should just say that he's an upgrade over what they've had. Sorry. Apologies. Go ahead. Oh. <clears throat> nobody, nobody has let a team get into the red zone more than the Arizona Cardinals. Like it might just be a play on the, against their defense. Okay. Uh, the team total over in that game is 27 and a half. Ooh, big number. Um, okay. Seattle needs four touchdowns to get that home. This has been bet down and in the direction of Arizona, which means that the market census is saying, no, the Arizona defense is better than you realize. <laughs> That's very, very hard to square with what we've seen so far, the last couple of weeks in particular. Hmm. They're on the road in division. Maybe that's a division thing. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would bet, would bet this. The Rams in the second half last week had a perfect half of football. Um, they kind of what's well, i'm saying a you, lot of the seahawks <laughs> maybe, <laughs> like, maybe maybe kyron williams has this long illustrious career career and it turns out he which it, for running back means he's good for the next three years but maybe it turns out he's really good but also at the same time it's like you know i, I didn't i didn't have this guy rated as some special prospect and he just goes off for what he does in the second half that's what i'm saying like this is kind of a, a nice matchup for for Seattle, any which way but loose, you can beat them on the outside with two really good wide receivers. DK Metcalf mispractice. Was that a rest or was that, uh, uh, that, is he's, that an he's, issue? He's been ailing. He went out of that plays. game, right? Yeah, he had the hammy, but he played. It's going to be one of those things where I think that bugs him for a while and he plays. That's kind of too bad. That was a nice matchup. 
Discord um, link. Right. Go to go to our Twitter at Deep Dive Pod. There should be one there. Otherwise, I think it might be in the, the show notes after the show. I'm gonna skip it um, outside of uh, teasers, but uh, I feel like this is probably money I'm leaving on the table. I have I have not placed this over bet yet. I need to <laughs> probably take in tomorrow's injury report. And yes, I do think the Cardinals can contribute to this. Okay. I'm not quite there. It might just be a Seattle team total over. Okay. Ugh. All right. All Pittsburgh right. coming off a bye. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to be happy with teasing and uh, skip the rest of that game. Um, Pittsburgh is coming off a bye, which means uh, you, you gave Matt Canada two weeks to prepare for you. Ooh. Buckle up. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on Pittsburgh here, and I'm having a very tough time defending my decision-making. Um have fun with run, run, throw away punts. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Uh, I just, I think this is, this is, I think this is going to be a fun watchable game. Um, I am partially on Pittsburgh here because of my preseason priors. Um, my preseason prior, you know, first of all, the, the um, preseason look ahead here was like Pittsburgh minus one. Uh, so we've adjusted all the way to them now catching three. Um, that's largely on the downgrade of their offense. The secondary for the Steelers concerns me, matching up with Cup and Puka. Surely, that's a question mark. I think the fact that they can, the Steelers can generate pressure with a four-man rush matters, and they're going to be able to get at Stafford uh, to the tune of um, you know upsetting their fluid passing attack. Uh, and I also think the Rams losing Kyron Williams and they lost RB1 and RB2 in that game, which means they now are literally kind of trying guys out to fill the RB1 role. I think that could cause some fast protection snafus, not exactly what you want against the Steelers. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the the fact that this is kind of a matchup between two of the five best defensive players in the NFL right now is exciting. Watt on one side and Darren Donald on the other. And it kind of feels like after this game is said and done, like one guy is like the game-breaking difference maker and the other guy is like not, you know, is, is not a factor. And that kind of, it could go either way, in my opinion. I really don't have a strong read. Um, and this is the dumbest point of all, Andy. Um Aaron Donald being on the field for the Rams. I think that takes the least effective plays out of the Matt Canada playbook. Because if you could take, if you could take one first down run, try to figure out if you could take one play out of the Steelers playbook, what would it be? Probably Najee Harris off guard. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know what uh, you're going to decide as you sit down and look at tape of uh, Rams defense? Let's not do that. Um, I think that just in general, an incentive to get guys outside the tackles is going to help them win the running game. I think the idea of booting Kenny Pickett and uh, having a healthy Deontay Johnson and, and uh, um George Pickens to throw to is going to be nice. Uh, they could, we, I, I don't know. Are we? Is was? Uh, I don't know that uh, the offensive line and the tight end situation has improved all that much for Pittsburgh here. But uh, I do expect Deontay Johnson to go. Um, and honestly, I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers need to get to twenty points to win this game, and they think they can do it uh, if they just scheme away from Aaron Donald and. There's really no other way you game plan against the Rams right now. You know what's weird? What's that? This is how little I care about this game. 
<laughs> golf golf has started. I forgot about that. The hell? They're playing in Dosa? It's 9 a.m. in Tokyo, man. Oh. 13 hours ahead of the East Coast. So the land of the rising 10 sun. A.m. Yeah. So it's I just pulled up Twitter and all the, the PGA birdies and bogeys was littering my Twitter. Um, I was trying to check for a, a tweet I had bookmarked and fuck, I forgot golf was up. I do want to mention quick, as long as we're kind of doing a little segue here. Giving away a gift card. Dan tweeted about it from the Vetsports account, but giving away a oh. hundred dollar hundred dollars to fanatics. Buy whatever you want. Let's get yourself it. a jersey. Get yourself uh we will announce said winner on the Monday night halftime. And if you're not there, you can't make it. I'm not gonna hold it against you. I'll find your ass. We'll give you your gift card. I have the code and the pin number hidden uh, somewhere on my computer. I've saved it. It was sent to me today. I have a hundred dollars to give away. All you have to do is subscribe to the channel and leave a comment on this post, on this uh, on this YouTube. It doesn't have to be a prediction for a game. It doesn't. It can be whatever. It can, it can literally be. Give. Hey, Steelers and Rams is a Super Bowl fourteen rematch. Yeah. Give me, yes, give me, I am going to pick it based on how good of a comment it is, though. So, oh, uh, there's a qualitative nature uh, yeah, to this. Okay, a hot take. Your best bet. Your best three-leg teaser, a prop you love, uh, a recipe, yeah, uh, fashion advice, a whiskey recommendation, um, you know, uh, a golf tip, whatever you got. Yeah, a hundred euros. I don't know what a euro is, man. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like Texas, some Texas Rangers smack talk. I feel uh, like you, the, the you feel exchange like rate is pretty close right now, but a uh, hundred American dollars. Uh, no longer backed by the gold sta- standard, but yeah, you have to subscribe to the YouTube channel and you have to leave a comment. We'll pick one out Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. We'll announce it. They definitely sell Mac jerseys. I think Ma- uh, not Mac. Mac jerseys. I yeah. own, I own a pair of purple Eagle Niagara shorts that I definitely got from fanatics. So oh, hell yeah. anything you guys write, suck up if you want. That might help. I don't know what's going to win this, but put a put a quote on there. And then somebody brought up back to this game. Chernoff was um, looking at this over. The red foxes uh, are Marist, by the way. If you didn't know that, Marist. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I have on. this as I have this as a bit of an under game, just based on the the matchup for Pittsburgh. I don't even off a bye. This has been a, a defense that's overperformed a little bit, and. Christ on the cracker, we haven't seen the Steelers offense get going. I have them as just all the metrics I decided to put together for looking at totals today when I started to rebuild things on the total side. Nothing really loves the Pittsburgh, obviously. Like, they don't get to the red zone. They're not like a fast-paced team. They have a terrible red zone percentage. They're not great on third downs. Like, it's just Basically, anything you could do to get me excited about your offense scoring, you do the opposite of. And I do think yeah. they have a good enough defense to slow down the Rams. So I think this is kind of a slog. I I like this under. Okay. I, I'm not going to stop you. I, I think this is like 2017 Steelers type of crap. So I agree with you. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the high 30s here. This is one and, of two games where I bet the dog and I regret not just playing the under. You want to guess the other one? It's not the Patriots. It's coming up. What would you say? <laughs> this is one of two games where I bet the dog, and I just I regret not just playing the under. Did you bet? Did you bet Denver? Yeah. 
we'll get to that. Okay, yeah. let's move on. I, again, I, I like the under in this. Not a strong play, but it'll yeah. probably be in the card. I haven't placed it yet. I, uh, 44 is a little high for me. Chargers, after a Monday game, out of the frying pan, into the fucking fire. Jesus. Oh, my Boy, God. Right, right to Arrowhead. This is not, mm-hmm. not a get-right game. Mm-hmm. What do you make this price? I'm a little surprised at this number. I'm at seven. I'm... I bet this. Um, yeah, I'm I'm above you on that. Okay. Not only because just my raw numbers, but this is the Chargers coming off the short week and Casey coming off the long week. I don't have to remind you that their coach is better with more time to prep. There's a level of familiarity here. And this Chargers or this Chiefs defense is a massive overperformer this year. It has been very impressive at all levels. Yes. Um, and I, I haven't weighed in the Nicole Hardman signing yet. <laughs> I don't think that's a huge mover, but I'm at like 7.6 on this. Ooh. So I bet this. And I mean, I'm a guy who bet the Chargers last week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. The, 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 the finger injury, I don't know how much it affected him. Obviously, when he fell, that wasn't great, but he's still banged up. The Chiefs have had 10 days. I don't yeah. know. This is Pizza a... did get a absolute kick out of my Widowmaker commentary. You remember this from back in the day, right? 2017-ish, I want to say. There was a week where the Rams and the Cowboys, I want to say, or it was the Rams and the Niners played on Thursday Night Football, and then their opponents... Cowboys and somebody else played on Monday yeah, they night football, Monday. Yeah, and then they flipped. Dipped. They did. They both flipped, and you had teams with eleven day or you know 10, 10 days of rest versus a team with six. And we were like, "Oh, this is the widowmaker spot here. Like, it's just a it's it's a extra rest versus short rest. Like, this is awesome." Um, and uh, both of those teams covered. And I dug in a little bit, and it is a widowmaker spot. If this I like particular, it without that, true. Okay. I don't I don't know. Like okay. I, I was hoping you'd have something to okay. push 20, back at me. Twenty four games I've twenty four games I've tracked this since I've been keeping track okay. of this stuff. You know, I guess the the the, uh, the spread, uh, the impact this, on the spread. This is five at Chris. Five, yeah. I will. I I've been waiting to bet it. I don't think it's gonna go any lower. Somebody's five holding minus, this down. Five I minus feel like. twelve. I, I feel like somebody's holding this down. I really don't uh I really don't get it. Yeah, um, I wonder if they're if they're waiting to just come in heavy on Friday or game day. I'm not sure. I, okay, I, I, I'm I'm markedly off market here without the widowmaker spot. Throw the middle widowmaker in, and I'm this is a this is a no no doubt banger in my card. And... Yeah, so I've been tracking it since uh, since 2013. I got it at 16, 6, and 2 over that time stretch um, for the team with the extra rest, covering by an average of three points. So there are three points that the market is leaving on the table for this situation uh, over the last 10 years. You like that? I kind of like KC first half, too, just because how slow they play in the second half. Like... uh... I feel like you might split on it or get ugly backdoored somehow, but uh, anything under a touchdown, I'm fine playing this. 
All right, let's go Chiefs. Um, one thing about this matchup that I like, and we'll give you a little more context, I guess, because this is pretty light on uh, content. Uh, the Chiefs offensive, I mean, uh, the Chargers offensive line, God, they gave up pressure after pressure after pressure after pressure. And I they don't, never got home until the end. It was they crazy. never got home until the end. Crazy. Well, yeah, if you want to say anything kind about Herbert and his performance, because he was an inaccurate chump on Monday. Um, Good sack of but. Lines. Good sack avoidance, and you know that. But the point I guess I would make is it's possible that the loss of Lindsley, Lindsley, Lindley, whatever Corey Lindley, the guy that's gone out with like a really scary, spooky, uh, you know, injury, uh, like medical condition, um, he might matter a lot on the interior of that O line. Like they have great tackles play, you know, Rashawn Slater and Pipkins are good, but uh, Salier, Clap, and Johnson all had problems in pass pro against the Cowboys. And maybe it was the Cowboys, but maybe it was the, um, it was the chargers and their run blocking stunk. Uh, their short yardage stuff stunk. Um, neither, neither team ran the ball very well at all. No. And this is not an easy turnaround to now face uh, Chris Jones. I mean, the, the chiefs pass rush isn't scaring anyone other than Chris Jones in general, although Frank Clark is back, man. I don't know if you saw this, but he, he liked Denver. He likes horses and mountains, um, yeah. but uh, didn't didn't love playing for the Broncos. He's back in the fold with the Chiefs, um, and you know I think there's definitely a chance that there's pass rush disruption, and even if there's not, the coverage uh, for the Chiefs should be outstanding here. Like those guys are those the the secondary for the Chiefs is no bullshit playing at a top five level right now. Maybe a top two level. Maybe top one. I have to really think hard about that. But the um the I, I have trouble putting medically Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, well the coverage, I'm saying the coverage, not the Oh, sure, 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 sure. And and uh you're going up against a pretty weak core here. Like how think you you wanna uh imagine a, a worse looking Chargers offense, Andy, than what you saw Monday night? Imagine that Josh Palmer doesn't suit up. Yeah. Like they were already they were already stinking out loud. Yeah. Schemed plays to Gerald Everett. I mean, this what are we good what, point. what are we doing? This is here? a good point by Mark. It's oh like, man. Since Williams went down, that has been an issue. Like have it missing that outside guy, the secondary guy like that. It just teams can focus in on Keenan a little and you're forced to use Palmer. You're forced to use Everett. Obviously, they hate Quentin Johnston. He just isn't getting it. I don't think he must not be getting it because they wow. are refusing to use him whatsoever after a, a higher draft pick on them. So yeah. Um uh I think both pass rushers have a nice day, but I'm much more comfortable with the much better quarterback being able to handle that. And I would love to see you know, Bosa. I'd love to see Mac. I'd like. I'd like to see him coming around the, coming around the edge, and a big patch of green opens up in the middle of the field, Be and cool. Mahomes has like seventy yards rushing. <laughs> I just want Mahomes to keep winning and keep putting up statistics and to yeah. win the MVP at this point. And if he wins us some bets along the way, that is tremendous work by them. Um, yeah, excited. I mean. I asked the guys in the matchbook pod this and got mixed answers, but uh, do you think we see the good place? Sometimes I don't feel like he always uses the good place in division. Okay. Because you got to play him so much, but enough of the good plays. Okay. 
Okay. You think it's a break glass in case of emergency use a good place type of situation? No. I mean, it's okay. still an important divisional game at home, but you're a your favorite. This isn't a... It's interesting. Okay. Like, you never know when Andy's going to use the good place. It doesn't have a rhyme or reason unless it's the playoffs. That's annoying. I'd love yeah. to see the good place. I don't give a shit about them long term. <laughs> Definitely no more of this ring around the rosy crap in the red zone, right? I like that oh, play. They think they scored on it. What was the uh, what were the ones they did against the Broncos that were that like just true screwball nonsense, nothing like wasted downs? Oh, I, I know what you're saying. I can't they think a couple. of that. No, just nah, not well, missed, the, yeah. the the direct snap shit to uh, Tony. That like was can, pretty. Yeah, we, we, can, we can probably just per, put a per line that. through that one. Yeah, yeah, the fake field goal lineup, but then actually, yeah, actually uh, run a play, but then don't it's direct yeah. snap to Noah Gray instead of yeah, he did, you know, he having did it in the hands some weird of stuff Holmes. against Denver. That's the yeah. thing. Like, were those the good plays or was that subterfuge? Because <laughs> they the didn't work. Good, were they the fake good plays or was the real yeah. good plays? Yeah, we all wonder. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, let's go Chiefs. Um, played a lot of. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I played a lot of dog shit teams this week, so it feels good to bet one good team at least in the Chiefs. So, moving on to the dog shit team that I bet the Denver Broncos. Um, really, my angle here was just that the Broncos defense continues to get healthier, therefore, they are a bet on Jordan Love's numbers and his film look so, so bad. I really, really, really struggle to see he needs, how he needs uh, Mahomes quarterback coach to fix the accuracy. <laughs> He's got the arm. The accuracy is just oh, it needs oh Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen's guy. Uh, jo- uh, Josh Allen. It, it was uh, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, it was, was it Carson Palmer's brother. I'm kidding. Maybe uh, Josh. Uh, what is? Wasn't name? it Carson Palmer's brother? It'll CJ Palmer. Me. Somebody Palmer. No. Aaron Palmer. No. Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer. That sounds mm, right. I think that guy might have been a backup quarterback for the Giants. Um, but Maybe yeah, the same guy. Um. Yeah, watch the injury news here. I I haven't really gotten deep. Jordan Palmer. Jordan. That sounds super right, Donaldson. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the injury news for the Packers is also huge. Packers off a bye, but as we just mentioned with the Widowmaker, Broncos negating that rest advantage a little bit by coming off the Thursday night game, being at home and a tough place to play. And Jordan loves sucking absolute shit when it comes to accuracy. Yeah. Through some often, often wide open receivers. So Laura Palmer. <laughs> no, she <laughs> Mickey. Mickey. Uh, yeah. are, are you sitting down? I have some bad news about Laura Palmer. <laughs> She's been found murdered. <laughs> She's been found murdered on the beach. Yes. Oh, one of the creepiest scenes. I was 10 years old when I saw that. It scarred I mean, me for like a lot. It scarred me for minutes, years. Five yeah. minutes into the freaking oh, yeah. or the yeah. pilot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bone bone chilling. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not super interested in this market whatsoever. I, I need I need some injury news. And the Broncos have been a hard team to, I guess, reconcile again with what kind of priors do people come in with? On Denver, after what we saw last year, like hey, this the look is- ahead was Denver minus three and a half preseason. I'm not joking. I, I believe you. Uh, I should look at <laughs> all right. Looking my week, my week by week power rankings, power rankings, ratings, ratings. I had Denver as a neutral. I've downgraded them four points. 
I had Green Bay as I have Green Bay about where I had them. Okay. I didn't have them terribly high. The the play in week one on Green Bay was very much against the Bears. Um, I had Green Bay a little higher than the market, <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of right where I'm at. So most okay. of my movement has been on Denver down. But yeah, their but defense was very getting, getting very impacted health wise, and now they're getting yeah. healthy. Yeah. I mean, they they, they they played damn good against uh, the Chiefs last Thursday. That was a good game by them. They created some turnovers. They had some key stops. Um, they were aided by one very fortunate call that brought back a seventy-yard pass and run. But ultimately, it was a it was a, I, I think the Broncos' defense is a bet on right now because I don't think they're bottom three, and that's what their numbers say right now, and that's because of injuries, in my opinion. But well, we shall see. Um, and ultimately, if it's a bet on the Broncos defense, then I probably should have just bet the under because this total got bet up from 44 to 46. It's 46 at circa right now. You can only get 45 offshore. So there's a pretty interesting little divergence there. But the difference between 45 and 46 in terms of push probability is very small in the NFL. So I don't think that really means much. Um, what, yeah, I, uh, have this, I have this as a slight over. And it's bounced back to 45 at some places. I guess um, not a not a game I'm super excited with. Like, if I'm going to bet this over, I'm going to bet it with some alts too. Like it's just oh, Denver's defense isn't fixed. Um, yeah, the the Packers are healthy on offense, and at the same time, this Denver offense is starting to click a little too. But no, this Packers is a made a weird running back signing, which made me think Aaron Jones might not be good to go. Did you see that? Yeah. If Aaron Jones is gone, like. That's a. I think he got a banger here. He really makes. He is the stir that stirs the drink. <laughs> Ooh, I've, ha- I've had this one. Who, can't remember who they. Uh, oh, it was James Robinson. It was a weird signing. Yeah, out of the yeah. blue, like just. Yeah. Oh, that guy's still around. Yeah. You know all what's right. sad about all these running back signings? What's that? What's that? What? Playoff, playoff, Lenny just sitting out there. Just uh, you mean <clears throat> his agent very clearly sent the notice out, Andy. It's Lombardi Lenny now. It's Lombardi Lenny. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. All right. Last one. Miami Philly. Sunday night. A lot. We've we are like Andy Dufresne standing in the rain, looking at the sky, <laughs> arms out. We have been bathed in shit for we hours. Have, yes. We have trudged <laughs> through an hour and twenty nine minutes of shit to get to this good game. We've talked about games in Chicago and in New England to get yeah, to a premier yeah. game. And yes, Philly didn't look that great last week, but they are at home against a very gettable defense. And it obviously goes without saying that the Miami offense is the most fun thing in the league right now. Yes. Uh, that, that isn't the Chargers lady. <laughs> you mean like the Vikings I, lady or mean the Chargers lady? Time yeah, out on ahead. that. Yes, so go ahead. I, I love a good conspiracy theory. I hate sure. when people take it so far and they get to attacking each other, but like what, what's the end game of it? Like every conspiracy theory has one. like, all right. So, Oh man, I'm going to go off topic so hard here. Bill I, I mean, the end game was Bill pretty G- straightforward, Andy. They made it look super cool to be a Chargers fan. Like, is that it? Cause like, no, I get it. Like, I, I don't know. You know. Bill, Bill Gates was trying to put microchips in us because to track us and stuff like that makes sense as a conspiracy theory. I'm not saying I've subscribed to anything, but like, well, everyone's like, what is this a crisis actor? I'm like, to what end? Like, 
<laughs> but so they for that one shot so they could zoom in on somebody fun yeah no you know what it was on? it was uh um uh yeah, like is the nfl hurting right now for for coverage <laughs> i feel yeah, like it's was pretty no, popular there was no taylor swift to be had on monday night football mm-hmm. so they needed something else so they needed the crisis sector and all on top of that like i mean what i'd really like somebody to get to the bottom of is how much of a hand did Roger Goodell have in the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing to boost ratings so he could get his new contract. He absolutely got re-signed <laughs> three more years of him. I don't know. Yeah. Let, let's get, let's get back. Because to I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to criticize anyone, Roger Goodell, he's done a nice job of stepping out of the limelight of being kind of the, you know, the boogeyman, uh, which is I've appreciated. Um, but uh, at the same time, like, uh, he promised like a billion dollars or something of growth, and they haven't gotten that number. You know, he, they haven't reached his target. A hundred billion dollars. I can't remember what kind of outrageous claim he made last time he was stumping for a pay raise, but uh, I don't think yeah. the NFL's made it there. Uh, they are, however, as more relevant than ever thanks to Taylor Swift. So, uh, Goodell, let's get to the bottom of Goodell and Taylor Swift and whatever that deal is uh, as soon as possible, please. To the my, my favorite, people. I just I do love. I, I get sucked into these you know, worm, wormholes, rabbit holes. Sure. I watched Donnie Darko the other day. Sorry. Um, you know that <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the comments is like, how, the, how the fuck did she get on McAfee the next day? Oh, she just happens to have a webcam and she's available. Like, I mean, do, do you she's not a have professional. a professional? Everyone a, has a webcam. What? Yeah, I get, it's, it's like the, uh, you know, the, have you watched the bear? Yes. The, the, in the the very hectic episode where they're at Christmas, the fishes episode. Seven fishes, where, yeah. Where they're trying to sell him on these football cards, and he just says, "Hey, do you have five hundred dollars?" He's like, "Well, yes, I'm a uh, I'm a forty year old man, so I'm an I, adult. I do have five hundred dollars." It's kind of like, "Hey, she's a grown up who can afford tickets to a football game." Yeah, she she's a, a professional who's been who worked through the pandemic at home a with a webcam. Laptop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. The, 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 cam- the yeah. camera I'm on costs like a hundred dollars, guys. So. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. nothing going on during a random Tuesday. Yeah, I think there's a lot of professionals who have that experience. Or, or also, <laughs> Wouldn't know I'd anyone skip, who fits into that category. <laughs> I'd, I'd skip work to go, you know, yeah, go like, on a national yeah. show like. Oh that. yeah, I've never, I've, I've, you know, I've never gotten a question. Can you flip on your uh, webcam and uh, do a little, uh, little content for us at two o'clock on, on Tuesday? Sure. Yep. Yeah, you got to You got to be 15 there. Fifteen minutes. The weirdest part. Yeah. And final, <laughs> final note because we've gone. Off, okay. Off. It's Way weird too far. that Way too Florio, far. Florio Florio like hates her. I don't understand Florio's. I, I, I don't understand Florio him at all. all. He's like I, I. I loved worried about him a little coming up. Like it, it started right when I was in college. It was such a good website. It just was like, oh, this is like a really good news website for football. I read it every day. Yeah. And the, he, Florio just keeps getting weird, you. Just I, it, I like it, the it, the behavior in totality and the way he behaves online is a little concerning. It is like I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't feel good or right. And I think football fans in general are probably a little concerned about him, rightfully. Just um, be nicer. Yeah, just it's just chill, chill the fuck out. <laughs> like take take a deep breath. Um, it's a game. <clears throat> the Miami Dolphins are coming off. A win in which they were down fourteen nothing and brushed it off like nothing. Yes, it was the Carolina Panthers would not reach the red zone again. They would not really have a decent drive after that. Miami was 
did not score in the first quarter and still had a shitload of points. It wasn't a tough defense. It's not a tough defense. Like this isn't something to write home about. You, you know, it's a Carolina defense that's had players in and out all year. They have a couple of good pieces, but it's very beatable, especially when you have all that hot Nancy speed. Yes. Minus a Shan, minus a Chan. You know, still you're, you're down a piece. Mostert filled in obviously very well. I think he was offensive player of the week this year for um, the NFL or the AFC. Good job. But I don't know. It, it was like it was like good to see them get knocked down a little. We talked about this on Sunday. It was good to see them get knocked down and have to come back and not just, you know. In the end, it's crazy that a team that was down 14 nothing still put their backup quarterback in with time remaining because the game had gotten out of hand. And covered with yeah. margin. Yeah. I think they blew up uh, any kind of Panthers teaser, <laughs> right? Panthers teaser just yeah. like didn't cover. Um, anyway, you know it's it's fair. having Panthers yeah. at like plus thirteen and a half. Okay, let me let horrible. me kind of let me let me. Uh, there's there's been so much coverage of this game, and there really it ultimately probably just comes down to positive game state. Who's in it? How do they handle it? Right? Like that's kind of where this breaks down, in my opinion. Uh, some of it is, you know, there's injury question marks still that ultimately will have a huge impact on what the quote unquote right side of this one is. Um, but I guess I want to ask you a couple of, uh, questions and you tell me if you think this has been priced incorrectly, uh, underpriced or just not a factor. You ready? Let's start with the step up in competition here for the dolphins after two weeks in a row playing bad teams. Does that matter? A little bit. Yes. Um, Especially if this pass rush is completely healthy for Philly. Okay. How about, uh, yeah, that was my next one. How about uh, Dolphins having to go on the road and play in primetime at the link? After after playing, so far every game this season the Dolphins have played have been in <coughs> 70 to 80 degrees, lovely conditions. Now they got to go play in a little bit of wind in a very hostile environment. Does that matter? Yeah, I'm trying to think of... You know, as further getting into the season, you forget all the games they played, but it has to be the toughest conditions. They, no, by, I mean, so far this year, by far, this is their the toughest. Bills, the Bills yes. game out, and they, they lost the Bills game. They went up on the road, that tough game. Yeah. So that was middle of the day, 70 degrees. This, but is, night otherwise, game. this is night games. It's going to be colder. It's going to be windy. Like, this is this is hostile conditions for the Dolphins. Yeah. Not, not an easy game, obviously, at Foxborough either, but. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a night game. Philly's going to be drunk. Yeah, that town is going to be drunk and mean. And you know what? Uh, as long as Brinks is in here, <laughs> I did want to mention Carolina didn't cover unless you had first half plus nine. I know a guy. I know a guy. Good job there. Uh, okay, so um, okay, so that, that I I personally think primetime games in Philly are still underpriced. Broadly, yeah, it's like it's this like is this is at the time top of Valley, man. Yeah, this is the, this is at the top of what home field advantage is worth, in my opinion. At the edge, this is an edge case of home field advantage in the current state of things. Um, does the uh, um, the familiarity of Fangio and Hertz, Hertz and Fangio, uh, you know the the McD- McDaniel and Fangio teaming up? To how do you attack this defense? You know, like is is the familiar familiarity give either team an advantage here? I've been back and forth, and I think I'm in the same spot as I was last week with Quinn and Kellen, where probably advantage defense, you know, advantage Fangio. 
The okay. issue is he doesn't have very good personnel. Yeah, right. You know, it, 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 scheme all you want. It's the same thing we're seeing with Flores in Minnesota. Like, scheme all you want. You still might not have enough players to get it done. It's a, okay. obviously encouraging seeing Ramsey getting back on the practice field a little sooner than we thought. That'll be a huge boon, but uh, yeah. I, okay. uh, advan- advantage Fangio, but it's probably negated by the fact that they, they don't have that good of a, you know, just a roster defensively. Okay. Uh, give me rank, rank these. It matters a little, matters a lot, or matters not at all. Lane Johnson. Matters a lot. Okay. He's uh, the best. Jalen Carter. <laughs> yeah. Jalen Carter. Uh, enough. Not okay. as much as Lane, but he matters okay. quite a bit. He's been a, he, yeah. he, he doesn't play a lot of downs, but when he's in, he's a fucking game wrecker. Yeah. Uh, Darius Slay. Probably matters more than Carter. Okay. That, well, the thing is that's that turns that unit into a bit of a weakness. Yeah. There's already been there's been teams that have been able to attack that secondary because it's it's got holes. Yeah. It's not it's not as strong as we thought it was going to be coming in. And that that honestly might be the biggest one. Slay might be the biggest piece because of just the matchup, the fact that you have these two fast receivers, you have a vending machine of a wide receiver tight end a hybrid that might play at some point, and you just have the scheme. Yeah. Like, man, Slay is important. That's, yeah, that sucks. I'm going to play this over. I don't care how high it is. I have Devon, every, okay. I have every matchup across the board and okay. ad, advantage offense on both sides. Like, okay. I make this like 55. I, I'm going to play this first half over. I'm okay. going to play this total over. I don't give a shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about Reed, Reed Blankenship? What's his status? I thought he was going to be good to go. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think he no, was. No, I'm, I'm asking you. I'm okay. Gonna... I'm assuming he, he's going to be an LP, but I haven't looked closely. Uh, how about uh, Devontae Smith? Mispractice with a handy today. I think that's less, less okay. of a. Okay. Uh, for the Dolphins. Because that kind of um, just popped up. Xavier and Howard. I'm looking. I'm still looking up Blankenship. Losing a safety and a corner would be bad. They've and they've lost already a couple safeties, so it's I not mean, even. Yeah, they, but it's not like yeah, Blankenship's already missed. Um, Saving Howard, it, it's turned a weakness into a weakness. I don't know. Like, it's not great, but it's not like he's fixing everything. Yeah. So today, um, Blankenship was a DNP. Lane was a DNP. Cornerback Bradley Roby was a DNP and Devontae Smith was a DNP. Carter limited, Godair limited, Slay limited. Uh, oh, Sidney Brown, the safety was limited. It was a full participant. So they're going to have some some backfill, <laughs> some backfill on uh, uh, safety. That's good. Uh, and then everybody else doesn't really kind of move the needle. Um, okay. So uh, how about, uh, yeah, you get Xavier Howard. You got an opinion? He's been playing poorly this year, and he was kind of bad last year. So he might I was just going to say too. Again, it, it's it's not a piece where that unit is going to be that much better if he's in or out. Okay. Because about, like uh, you said, like you said, it's not like he's been good. No, uh, Connor Williams, center for the Dolphins. What's the what's the status of our tackle? Uh, he's out. Out out like. Still not, weeks. Not yeah, not no no yeah. K- Kendall Lamb is your starting left tackle, and there is no backup. The swing tackle is Keon Smith if Kendall Lamb goes down. 
Yeah, that Toronto Armstead probably, is all right. All right that, yeah, yeah, that I was going to say that IR is yeah. He went full IR. It's like two more weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a that's starting to turn into a cluster again. And what if Carter goes? What if everything's fine up front? That's an yeah. issue. That said, Tua Tua sack avoidance has been fine. Okay. Okay. Um, that's that's more important to me than the defensive injuries. Okay. How about uh, the absence of Devin Achan? Achan. Mostert. Seems Mostert, to be fine. you're fine. You're fine with yeah. Mostert and Ahmed as his backup. Ahmed. Ahmed. Okay. Yeah, throw it. I can see in there apparently. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Is it, it's savvy, savvy and Ahmed or whatever. Yeah. 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 Salvan. Pretty sure. Salvan. 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 Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Je- and yeah, the, I, I was just going to ask. Jeff Wilson may be back. Okay. Interesting. Uh, okay. So I think that's fair rundown of available players and how much they matter. Um, the final question I guess I have for you then. Uh, is there something going on with Jalen Hurts that concerns you? Or is this just growing pains for a young quarterback who is changing offensive coordinators and has played a tough schedule so far this year. It was a tough defense to play and it was a really good scheme. And the fact that they were able to limit him and Swift and just anybody who tried to run the ball so well and force them into an uncomfortable position gave me some leeway, but man, some of those throws were rough. Yeah. Like that has to that has to figure itself out. Otherwise, this is not a team that maybe even wins their division. Every time we play a tough defense, that's what we're gonna get. Just fucking panic throws that yeah. yeah. Losing both it, losing both coordinators is you know, we right off the bat this year in previews, like that was important. Yeah. And I guess it, it doesn't rear its head when you play teams that you're able to get a nice lead on. Yeah. They're so good as a front runner. Yeah. Like just yeah. so good as a front runner. But uh, when you take away what makes them good as a front runner, just like, you know, converting these, these easy runs and keeping drives alive. I don't know. It's a little concerning. Honestly, I'm a little concerned. I'm way more okay. concerned about the Eagles than the Niners. And it's okay. funny because yeah, one of them has a Brock Purdy on it. Yep. Uh, okay, so closing thoughts. You like the over? Yes. I play the Eagles. And my thinking here is largely that I do, I am also concerned about Hurts. Um, I don't think it's growing pains necessarily. Yeah, I think familiar, familiarity between the two quarterbacks. Yeah, is that a factor? I doubt it. That game was a long, that was such a good <laughs> game, though. That was a long time ago. Uh, not just familiarity between two quarterbacks, but uh, Tua took over for Hertz in a very, very uh, high-profile game, if I remember correctly. Won a championship? Am I, I, that's I the game out? I was talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the point about uh, Hertz is I think that if the, it's becoming a little bit of a not-so-secret secret that if you can move him out of the pocket, Right, put him a little bit under pressure, force him out of the pocket. The wild inaccuracy and just really just the throwaways, like the wasted downs, because he just is chucking, um, are concerning. And if you can generate outs, you know, if you can really, if you can break down the pocket, if you can get pressure on Hertz to the tune of him 
wasting downs, particularly in the red zone, then you can bring out the worst of the Eagles offense. Mm -hmm. And I think the Dolphins don't really scare me in that department, even though Christian Wilkins is playing better. Jalen Phillips is coming off of injury and getting better. They have Bradley Chubb. Like they have the, they have the, the horses to try to create some chaos with the pass rush, but I don't really, it doesn't really spook me against this Eagles offensive line in this moment, assuming Lane Johnson goes, because I agree he does matter. Um, but I think the Eagles winning this game is also... That's uh, an under. Like, I'm essentially against Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Right, I, I yeah. am against it's, you in this game in a roundabout way. Like It's, it's basically need, saying they're in Miami a positive leading. game state, right? It's, yeah, it's saying I, they're in a positive game state and they're running, 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 and then we don't see the war. We don't see Hurts get exposed. Yeah. 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 The, the only way this gets over without, you know, Miami being leading is a you know a score for sore where Miami's yeah. defense plays True. bad and Philly takes advantage of it and has some quicker drives but like I, I do need I do the, the the Dolphins are the crux of this like yeah. them getting out to a, a hot start otherwise sure. it's toast uh yeah okay uh so long term yeah, I like this too and... 20 24 and a half is yeah I'm nice. playing that as well. Nice um long term Eagles thoughts they may get better as the season goes on. This may not be their final form. Hertz may get healthier. He may learn how to play with this particular issue that he's dealing with now where he can't operate out of structure. Like that's all possible that that improves. I don't think it's worth backing anything Eagles at all right now in the futures market because number one, I worry about their matchup with the Cowboys. Cowboys winning that game against the Chargers cannot be understated how important that was to keeping them in very much in the race still for the NFC East. Uh, and I think the Eagles like... I think at best with this schedule that is coming down the pipe, starting with this game, like there's, they're going to lose in the ballpark of six games. Okay. Maybe more over when it's all said and done, which means you're getting at least two road games. If you're going to the Super Bowl, at least there's no, uh, you know, uh, uh, realistic hope. I don't think if you take losses here in this next month, that you're going to get the two seeds still. Niners and Lions, they're going to run away from you. So that said, if you do like the Eagles, if you see growth, if you see improvement, if you like what they do in this matchup, I think you still need to exercise patience and not get involved in the futures market and then prey on opportunities in the playoffs when they're on the road. Um, that said, I worry also about this team getting wins in the playoffs on the road because it feels like so much of the success of the Eagles in years past has been on the back of the link and just having a hostile environment to get home wins in the playoffs. So that's my general temperature. Is there any of that, any, any disagreement there? Yeah. And Brink's point, this is, this has to be a get right game in the red zone. They've been bad, very, very much below average in the red zone. That said, Miami has been a bottom five team in red zone percentage defensively. Like, it's, it's, a, and it's crazy. Miami is like Denver last year, but reverse like Miami is like 80% in the red zone as an offense. They're just un, untenable freaking numbers that they're putting up, obviously. And But they're so bad otherwise when teams do get down there on them. And, uh, you know, some of that probably comes into how the game state has played up. And then the fact that uh, the second best team in the red zone this year is Buffalo. And Buffalo trounced them in that game. And, you know, it was probably like five or six in the red zone. And if you look at that box score. Okay. All right, uh, we'll cover Monday Night Football on Sunday Night's Pod, but I got to play there too, and I'll save it for save save you the suspense 
keep you in suspense, I guess is what I should say. I'll keep yeah, you in suspense. Yeah. But it's another one where the preseason market has adjusted aggressively relative to what we've seen on the field and the health of these two respective teams. Uh, and so I think that creates value on a side. With that, shall we wrap? Yeah, I'm looking right now. Buffalo was five for six that day. Look at that. Perfect guess, Andy. Good job. Pappy Van Ginkle. That's not a that's not a whiskey. That's a combination of a whiskey and an awesome player. One of our favorite players. <laughs> Pappy Van Ginkle. That's a great uh, contest name. You know, like uh, if you oh, have like a yeah. you know, like a uh uh uh, a Circa Millions contest name, Pappy Van Ginkle. That's a good one. Might steal that. Oh, Secret year. Pod Play. We almost we almost forgot. Thank you very much. My, my favorite Cowles. thing too is uh, I posted a screenshot for a really shitty prop from Bavada, and a yeah. bunch of people are not getting the joke because I wrote, "What does Vegas know?" <laughs> that was people, good. A bunch of people have good. told me Bavada is not in Vegas. <laughs> well, dot LV. What say, are you talking about? Why does it say yeah, dot LV? Then? Why say dot LV? That smart guy. <laughs> if you're oh, so smart. Goodness. The, what is it in that? The Scorsese movie is three and a half hours long, guys. I'm gonna need you to clear my schedule. Um, that's a big old. That's a big old sit down. Uh, I'm gonna vote secret pod play team total. You ready? I think this one's pretty obvious. Colts under eighteen and a half. Yeah, they're not scoring seventeen more or more than seventeen on the Browns. I don't think. Now with Gardner. Now with Gardner Minshew reined in after they watched that film of last week. I think I think this is going to be a big old. You know what, Gardner? Why don't you not try to be a hero, not try to be a gunslinger, and uh, we'll we'll give the ball a healthy dose of Jonathan Taylor and uh, yeah. and Zach Moss in this one. So my my three biggest disparities from team total to what I have are Indy, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota as far as unders go. Seattle and Miami to the mm. over. Yeah. So I'm fine with any of those. I will be playing Minnesota team total under most likely on Monday as well, but love it. Indy under. That's good. Indy under. Good for it. Yeah, that's a fun one. That we don't even have to worry about who the quarterback is because it don't matter. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get the the Wolf what is his name? Wolfstein Reinhardt? The 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 Arnold, you know, fill in that's on the yes. Simpsons. That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> All right. Under 18 and a half calls. Thanks for hanging around. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. It's like this is like PBS. We're doing a subscription drive. I'm trying oh, to pump yeah, okay. pumping up the pumping up. You're not getting a tote bag though. It's sweeps Some, week. Somebody will get a hundred dollar gift card to Fanatics. Reiner Wolfcastle. There you go. Thank you, Dan. And not just for that, but for being a producer, taking care of us all day long. Thanks to Ticketmaster. Thanks to Drew. Thanks to Roger for putting out that product every week. And especially thanks to you guys. Hit the thumbs up. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. See you tomorrow at half. Oh, I've had tote bags printed. I used to do trade shows. Oh, yeah. The company I owned. And, uh, tote bags are super cheap. Like that. Wait, 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 yeah, they, they literally like well, are. If you, if you print